Hey guys, what's going on? Hey, hey, it's good to be on. Josh, how long have we been talking about doing this podcast we for? We have been talking about doing this podcast for about a year now. Well, we're finally doing it. I'm excited about it. Uh, we've got some great guests lined up for you guys. Um, today, we're going to start off with Riley Winters. But at first, I want to talk about doing claim support in general and how we got started uh, and let people know. So Josh, tell me, tell me how you got involved in dental first. All right, yeah, a uh, little short story. I got started out of college uh, in dental billing, but funny thing is I graduated with a BA in real estate. Um, so when I came out during that little economic collapse in 2008 and 2009, there wasn't a whole lot of work for me. Um, so I was actually contacted by a buddy who's actually on this call with us right now, David Clay. And he basically said, hey, I've been working with this uh, dental company. We're heading up a centralized building location. I think this is something you can do. And of course, I kind of ran with it. I was like, you know, this is going to be math and claims. You know, I, you know, how hard can it be? I can do this, you know, even for just a short period of time, you know, until I found something else. But the funny thing is I fell in love with it. Um, <clears throat> once we started and we developed a system that was working, um, we found out how rewarding it really was uh, in order to you know, keep patients uh, money in their own pockets, work against insurance companies. Um, and I think we did so well that we uh, ended up being bought out by a bigger company, uh, which is when I moved into an office and ended up managing a couple of different offices. Therefore, I was able to, able to get the work in the centralized billing location as well as working in the office, which is a completely different dynamic. And I think that's what really set up uh, my career um, with dental claim support. What we ended up creating is because we knew the facets of both locations and how it works. Yeah, so um, we, we worked together, Josh and I did, before we started dental claim support at a group. Uh, I was an office manager originally, uh, straight out of college as well. Started doing, my first job was insurance verification. So I started from the bottom. For sure, uh, insurance verification is not a lot of fun, as most people know, calling insurance companies every all day long. But uh, what we found and what why we started Dunk Lane Sport was in our original group, we had eight offices. And eight offices had, that had the same software, the same systems, uh, everything. And that when we took over, what we found was all eight offices had eight different insurance coordinators doing things completely different than the next. Uh, we found... Insurance agent reports that were being left alone never worked. Uh, we found adjustments that were taken incorrectly. Uh, we found checks that were never being posted. Uh, we found all kind of good stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, and even agent reports not being worked, sometimes you found that claims were just resubmitted. You know, there, there is no rhyme or reason as to, you know, why these claims weren't getting paid, but there was no system in place as to make sure that these claims did get paid. There was no system in place as to make sure that the posting was all done the same way in all the different offices. And why would posting and agent report work be done completely different when everybody was under the same company? Um, and I think that's when <clears throat> we basically realized that this is something that probably plagued offices throughout the United States and kind of came together going, I think this is something that, uh, that is going to be a need with other independent dentists and to really help them out. Yeah, I guess what we realized was a, a claim re, being resubmitted six different times and still not being paid. I think there's something wrong with it. Maybe it needs to be fixed. Something in the claim itself needs to be fixed. Uh, it's not going through for a reason, and just resubmitting it six times is not going to get that claim paid. Um, I actually left the insurance billing side for a while 
uh, I went into marketing for a dental for the dental group at one point, but I, I found my way back into the billing side just because I was so passionate about uh, claims and making sure proper pay, payments were being posted, as well as working that insurance agent report and not not having claims fall through the cracks as most offices do see. Um, so Josh and I started Dental Clean Support in 2012. Uh, we started in a little garage office, just the two of us, and worked to where, where we are now. We're in our fourth different location at this point. Yeah, we are. We, uh, it's uh, pretty neat when you think about it. We saw a lot of each other's faces <laughs> throughout the week for uh, the better part of the last six years, but mainly those first couple of years. Um, moved into four different offices and uh, used the system that we had created. And we started to find out that it worked. You know, we were knocking on doors, um, working for free for certain uh, dentists uh, to get our name out there and to show what we could do. And it caught on and, you know, the hard work ended up paying off one way or the other. Well, let's talk about the system for a minute because we developed a system ourselves. Uh, and that kind of is what differentiates, differentiates us from anybody else. Um, our system does work. Um, and it's, it's been proven in offices across the country. So talk about that, that system a little bit about that and, and also our employees following that system. Yeah, um, you know, we've always followed the zero balance system as one. You know, when it came to helping out the front desk, you know, not just, hey, let, who's posting, who's working the aging, who's submitting claims, but really let's put in the insurance the right way. Let's collect from the patient before they leave the office. So when the insurance pays, it'll leave the patient with a zero dollar balance. This is going to free up time when it, when it came to, you know, um, sending statements out to patients, using money for ink and envelopes and stamps and the whole nine yards. You know, collecting from patients down the road is a lot harder um, than collecting from them when they're leaving the office. Um, this has been done in medical offices throughout, you know, history in a sense. You know, you go there, you pay your copay. Why should dental offices be any different? So that's one thing that we enacted at the front desk. And we uh, made a direct correlation with the dental billing after that. You know, let's have somebody doing this accurately. So we all post the same way, entering checks the same way, utilizing that system the same way, working insurance, age reports the same way, where to put notes, how to call on claims, um, how to handle certain situations. Everybody is taught the same thing. And when it comes to claim submission, as long as your insurance is in there the right way and you understand the clearinghouse and the, and the software that they're using, you can easily um, work every single uh, clearinghouse the same way. Therefore, it doesn't really matter if that everybody used the same software, the same clearinghouse. And that of course is why this works. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what your software is, what your clearinghouse is. The system is the system and the system works. I'd say we, we've been, stu we've studied Charles Blair from the beginning, uh, the insurance uh, solutions newsletter, number one. Oh yeah. Um, but seeing Charles Blair, Dr. Charles Blair in person and going to his seminars from the beginning were uh, utmost importance to us in studying the business. Uh, the reason for this podcast is to educate you guys, uh, you being the dentist, you being the office manager, you being the front desk, the insurance coordinator, whoever you are, we're here to help you guys. Uh, we want to answer any questions you have. We have a Facebook group called Dental Billing Support Group uh, that you can go on and ask any questions, uh, make any comments, or if you want us to talk about certain uh, topics on this podcast, please feel free to go on there and let us know. Yeah, I strongly encourage everybody to join it. There's a, there's open discussion, great questions, great forum. Um, you know, a lot of times we find that people are, 
kind of doing things the wrong way. And, you know, we, we're, we're there to help, you know, it's not just, Oh, we need your business or we want your business. It's let's help people out. You know, let's, this, this is what we got in this business for. So strongly encourage everybody to join anything like that. Every time Josh and I interview a uh, office manager to work at Dunkley Sport, they have X amount of years experience and, and this and that. And we always ask them every, every single one we ask, have you ever had any type of formal education? Uh, have you ever taken any continuing education classes in regards to dental insurance? And nine times out of 10, the answer is no. And the answer is, well, I learned it from uh, Susie who was there before me, or I learned it from so-and-so, uh, or I learned it on my own. Um, and that that's good and great until you're not learning the right system. You're not learning the proper way to handle write-offs, the proper way to handle posting, uh, the right way to handle secondary insurance. Um, We've asked that quite, we've asked the secondary insurance question. We asked that one as well. And nine times out of 10, it, it's wrong. So think about the, the people that you have in your office. Are you qualified to be doing this work? Uh, or are you just hiring somebody that's unqualified to, to handle your money? That's understandable though. Uh, right, Davey? You know, when you think about it, nobody just goes to dental billing school. <laughs> uh, you usually learn it from your predecessor who taught you how to do it. And they learn from the person before them. And, you know, if a bad habit was taught, that's just going to, you know, go through to the next person, the person after that. Therefore, what we do is make sure that a full system is taught. And I think if what we're trying to do is implement that system across, you know, the United States. So if you're in these Facebook forums, if you're asking questions, we're going to tell you the way that we do it. You know, we're not just going to hold intellectual property away from you. Um, we want the success of every dentist. And again, we work for patients too. So if you can learn something to help out a patient, you might as well learn that dental claim support way. Yeah, that's my biggest thing too, is we actually are here to help. Uh, what, we, what we do with Dental Claims Board is actually do the work. And that's the most difficult part of it. You know, everybody, anybody can learn how to do it correctly. It's just a matter of actually doing it and actually going in there and working in insurance agency report, actually going in there, posting every single day and, and then taking adjustments a uh, hundred times plus times a day. So it's a matter of learning how to do it correctly. We're all on board for. Uh, what Dental Claims Board does is actually goes into the dental office and does it for the dental office. All right. We want to welcome Riley Winters to the show. Riley, welcome. Hey, thanks uh, for having me, guys. I'll give you a little introduction. So Riley actually started with us. He was our first employee, um, and we brought Riley on to kind of help us, Josh and I, back in, I don't know, 2013, I'd say. So 2013. Is that about right? Um, so Riley, you know, let's talk about kind of how you've developed with us. I don't think you had any dental experience prior to, um, we, you kind of came in, Josh and I had a system or DCS system. You were the first one to kind of go through that system. Um, tell us about how you learned, uh, dental billing, uh, how you learned dental insurance, um, and what you're doing these days. You know, when I first came in, like you said, Davey, I didn't have any dental insurance experience. Um, and I sat my first day with Josh and he called on three claims for one of our, you know, first original dental offices. And then he's handed me the report and he's kind of, you know, I have kind of had to learn throughout my, you know, learn my own way. And one day this finally clicked. Like when I called on an insurance claim, they needed x-rays. And I remember the exact office, the exact claim I was calling on. And it just clicked with me. And I knew exactly what I was doing after that point. Now, getting to the posting aspect, it, it took a little while longer. There, there's a lot of finicky things on an EOB that, you know, you just have to learn through experience. And that's what we've all had to do. Um, so since 2013, you know, we learned through experience of EOBs, you know, Cigna denying buildups for a certain reason. Okay, 
let's figure out how to get those paid. And so when we figure that out, we reiterate that to our employees. My, my thing, my thing with uh, dental offices is that they've hired somebody, they've, they've hired an insurance coordinator, they've hired an office manager um, without any type of formal training or, or system in place. Um, and Josh, you can speak on this too. Um, I know you're interviewing people left and right. How many interviews have you done in the last six months? We've done roughly 60 interviews within the last six months. All right. So your 60 interviews that you've done over the last six months, are these office managers or these insurance coordinators, these consultants? What are, what are we interviewing here? Maybe all of the above. We've interviewed anybody that has basically come our way with um, their own dental experience. They've applied. They've made it to the interview process. That's what we've done. Um, and, you know, to, to Riley's point and what he went through was the dental claim support certification process. You know, we've developed a system, Davey and I both, that we take every single one of our employees through. And what we were finding in these interviews of the 60 different individuals within the last six months was that they all did things differently. And when we spoke on it earlier uh, in the podcast, but they were all doing it differently. We always ask a, a question, you know, how do you handle primary and secondary insurance? You know, how do you post it? Um, you know, when the, when the primary I, I love that question, by the way. Oh, he does love that question. <laughs> what it does is it, it, you really found out a lot about, about really dental billing throughout the United States. Everybody learned from the person before them. And what we also find in another question that's asked in these interviews is, have you ever had any formal education? And uh, the answer is honestly, 90% of the time, no. Um, and the other 10% are, Hey, I went to the Hinman or I took a couple of classes. You know, and it's great. It's great to go to the Hinman. It's great to, you know, watch a Charles Blair speak, um, you know, really keep up with what's going on in the dental world. But you need to do a little bit more. Uh, this this is a very changing uh, market. You have to stay ahead of it because there are laws and regulations that need to be followed. And honestly, that is the dental claim support certification. Right. Um, and what I tell dentists or office managers who when I'm on the phone with is they don't teach you insurance in dental school. They don't teach you this in college. They don't teach you this in high school. You just have to have the experience and that experience, you know, is very rare and it's expensive to find. So, but, but experience too, too, Riley, just because you have experience doesn't, to me, doesn't mean anything if you're doing it the wrong way the whole time. Right? Oh, I completely agree with that. So just because you've been in the dental field or you've been an office manager for 10 years, if you were, and when I asked these people, you know, how did you learn? And it was, well, I just self-taught myself or the person before me taught, taught me this way, or maybe even the doctor taught me this way, but is that the right way? So because you've been doing it your way for 10 years and you've been doing it maybe the wrong way for 10 years, you know, uh, I'm not so fond of that. Yeah. That's why dental claim support has been able to bring people up like O'Reilly that had no dental experience and teach them the correct way to do these things. And it's a standardized system that we know is accurate and that we know works. And so, being like the beauty of like a, a, a smaller business where all the employees know everybody and we can constantly communicate you know, when I find out something from an insurance company, like a procedure is getting denied all of a sudden, and then it's a simple phone call to get it reprocessed, we can reiterate it to every single employee here so we all stay ahead of the curve and on the same page. That, and, and you, that's a good point, Riley. I mean, I'm still posting for offices. Josh is still posting for offices, and you're still posting for offices. So we're in this every single day. I still come across things. Every new year, there's something different. And I, I can easily walk in Josh's office next to me and say, hey, have you ever seen this before? You know, what, what do we do here? Um, and how do we, how do we educate our employees on this, this topic or this issue? Um, so that, to me, that is, that is a huge aspect, Riley, uh, bringing that up is, is pretty great. Yeah. Riley, would you say it's a, it's 
it's almost a blessing that you have a product that you can sell now. You know, oh, rather than, yeah, we're a service-based industry, but what we what we offer our clients is a product. Right, and the product that we have is it's almost it is foolproof, and it's just there to truly help you. Just like you know, a dental or when you're going to look for a dentist or a dental chair for your patient to sit in, you know, we're offering you the same exact type of uh, product where we're going to help your practice, we're going to bring you in more revenue, and we're also going to build you know patient relationships um, or better patient relationships with your front office by taking away the stress of insurance. And letting them create those bonds and letting them, you know, hang out with them in the waiting room or go throw the football with their child or something like that. You know, we are the product and we are going to make you more money with the product. So do you guys have any success stories? Yeah, I, I, have, I have some success stories. So when we've took on a practice, um, we, we always run the agent report numbers to see what they are before we get in. And after a month and a half, it dropped from 88% over 30 days down to 47% which is a 41% decrease in a month and a half. And then we also had an office, which we took on, and it had an 82 or 83% agent report, and now it's down to 30%. And this has been inside the month, of, and that's a 50% drop. And I just cannot be more static. I have a question about that. How does an agent report get to that level of 80, 82, 83, 88% agent report? It, it takes time to work these agent reports and it's time that office managers do not have to work them. Um, they're busy, you know, building patient relationships. 88% though, kind of to me sounds like blatant. I'm not going to work it at all. Yeah. I mean, it's that too. Um, people just don't realize that, that that report's even out there. You know, when we first come on, we say, what's your outstanding claims number? And they're like, what's that? I know my AR number, my total AR, but what's my insurance? So number? are you talking, when you, when you're talking uh, in these certain, certain circumstances, are you talking to doctors, are you talking to office managers? Do they, are they aware that their agent reports are that high or are they just aware that their cash flow is down? They're mostly aware that their cash flow is down until we get in there and say, Oh yeah, this number outstanding. And then when their cash flow is down like that, I mean, here's another success story. We have a, we've had an office who they were on the verge of closing. I mean, they were about to shut down. They hired us in and, or they brought us on. We came in there and we saved their practice. They referred other offices to us and we all know that referral. What do you mean by save their practice? Hmm? How did you how did we save the practice? We got it. I mean, we just got them in so much money from insurance because they were down the collections. The patient was going into her personal bank account to pay out you know, payroll so we got them in thousands, tens of thousands of dollars from insurance to build her account back up so she could remain or she didn't have to worry about the overhead anymore. Now she has more money from insurance than she ever had just from bringing us on and we literally saved her practice. So at what point does the doctor, they're, they're going in and they're producing, they're producing, they're producing, and then and they're in the back of their mind, they're saying, I'm not collecting, I'm not collecting. Um, you know, what kind of hits them to, to make that want us, want us to kind of help them in that area? I think it's when they finally, you know, hit rock bottom, when they check their bank account and see, I don't have nearly as much money as I thought in there because the office manager, she's typically the one handling the insurance or positing the checks or knowing what goes in the bank account, what's supposed. So, so what I would say to everybody listening, don't let it get to rock bottom. Is that a valid yeah. point? Yeah. Don't let it get to 80% over 30 days. Yeah. At what point should somebody be calling us if they're listening right now and they're saying, okay, maybe I haven't looked at my agent report lately. Maybe I need to. Um, can, you, can they call you up and say, how do I do that, Riley, if they don't know how to do that? Let me yeah, absolutely. For a second. Uh, actually, what are the main reasons you know, that folks are getting in touch with, with dental claim support and speaking with you directly? 
Um, there's a few reasons. So one is the person who was doing this up and left. And as we know, or as I previously explained, they don't teach this in dental school. They don't teach this in college. So you have to find someone who knows the ins and outs of insurances. And that's where we come in. They, they're looking or. It, it, to, and to piggyback that, if they're, if you're looking for someone or if somebody left and you're going to hire somebody, you know, don't just hire somebody off the street with no experience. You know, you're not going to teach these, these things overnight. You don't need to teach these things to somebody. You know, it takes months and months and months and you need to be doing dentistry. Um, you need to be focused on your patients. Hire somebody with experience like a, like a dental claim support uh, that, can kind of, that can come in there, know exactly what they're doing from day one and get you money in the door as soon as possible. Right. And then another thing is people just don't have time for this. I mean, the person up front, they have multiple responsibilities, not just, you know, checking in, checking out or presenting treatment, but they just don't have time to sit on hold with United Concordia for 45 minutes. And so that's why they're like, okay, you know, we need to outsource this. We need someone to work this for us. And that's another great reason that, you know, dental offices bring us on. Talk about problem solving when it comes to agent reports too, because just putting notes in there and resubmitting claims all the time, you know, Josh, you you can hit on that too. I think you had an experience with uh, a a doctor said, my agent report's not bad. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, if it's at 80%, there's an underlying issue that we need to, we need to figure it out. Yeah. We've definitely heard that. Well, my agent report's not bad. It's, it's 20 or 30% over 30 days, but it's like, yeah, but all these claims have just been resubmitted. Uh, they, they weren't worked. So if you resubmit the claim, does it take it off the agent report? Sometimes? Yes. And some softwares, it takes it off the over 30 day agent report. And a lot of doctors don't know that. I mean, while we're on that doctors, if you're listening, know your production, your net production, know your collections, understand what your collection percentage is. You know, your collections divided by your net production. That's going to tell what, you what, what do you mean by net production? Like. Net production is going to be your overall production minus your adjustments. So if you're taking insurance adjustments, if you're giving professional courtesies, really any type of write-off on that account uh, as a credit to the patient, that needs to be included in your actual overall production to give you what you're actually producing and what you need to be bringing into your practice. And that's a very, very, very good number that you, out, you need to understand. And then that correlates directly with your insurance agent report number. So know that. But hit, hitting on um, what we were just talking about, we see all the time when we get into a new uh, client anywhere in the United States, uh, Oh, it's only 20 or 30% until we dig and we see that roughly 60% of the report is actually over 30 days just because a bunch of claims were resubmitted. When we just say resubmitted, it means that nothing was found out what was actually wrong with the claim in the first place. Um, it could have been a date of birth issue. It could have been a payer ID issue. It could have been anything. And this wasn't updated. It's just, let's resubmit the claim to get it off the agent report and make my numbers look good. We see this all the time. And one thing that happens with dental claim support that we need to touch on is yeah, we have our success stories and we're very proud of that. And we're very proud that people haven't given up what they love to do, which is dentistry. And we've been able to make sure doors don't close. Uh, we've been able to make sure that actually other dentists have, have bought other practices and they've been able to do that. But one thing that we do is we make sure that the report never gets to where it was to begin with. Once it's worked and it's there, we stay on top of it. These dentists have the peace of mind that, hey, it's never, ever going to return to that rock bottom. It'll never return to even being bad or poor. It's always going to be a great agent report. No claim's going to slip through the cracks. I'm going to get paid for what I produce. And that is one thing that we, you know, hang our hats on right there. We don't just stop once we get a bunch of money in. We, we continue as a company to keep going. And I know that that makes the sales process a little bit easier. Thunder Riley? 
Oh yeah. When, in those first two months, when we get you in those thousands of dollars, that's outstanding due to you. That's what makes you fall in love with us. You know, that's what, you know, is a true testament to our work is the insurance collections for the next two months after us. And, you know, then as your agent report gets cleaned up, there's not going to be as much to collect for us. So you will see, you know, a, after two or three months, a, kind of a decline in your insurance collections, but it's definitely going to be at a higher rate or a higher average than what you previously were collecting. And we're going to maintain it at that higher average. Well, let's talk about our staff. Cause I know you guys can't be the ones calling on every single claim. Josh, tell us about your certification program for, for your employees. Yeah. For every employee um, that works with dental claim support, they have to go through our certification process. And that means that they're doing everything the way that you're supposed to do it. We have written systems um, for posting and working aging and claim submission. And all of these are followed to a T and everybody has to go through these processes and pass with a hundred um, each and every single test to make sure that they are dental claim support certified. And this also goes for the different softwares. We just, we don't set our staff up for failure. We make sure that everybody is confident in what they're doing because you know, when we have a client coming on board, they need to know that they're going to be taken care of by an expert. Therefore, we're going to train everybody the way that they need to be trained. They do get dental claim support certified, and that is our product. That becomes our product, and that's a good thing for Davey, actually, that he just hit on. Um, we just don't fly by the seat of our pants here. Everybody is trained and dental claim support certified. All right, guys, I think that's, that's time for today. Uh, Riley, appreciate you joining us. If anyone wants to get in touch with you, how do they, how do they go about doing that? You can go to our website at www.dentalclaimsupport.com. You can fill out a web form. You can get on our live chat. You can schedule a time to call um, or for me to call you, or you can call my cell phone directly at 912-856-5805. Our office number is on the website as well, but that's 912-355-6100. I'll be right there waiting for you. Good deal. All sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you all for having me.